1: cats into action. And today we are speaking with Nicole Smith. Nicole and Chris are the proud owners of Whiskers and Wine. Since she was a child, Nicole has had a passion for animal welfare and all kittens, big and small. They visited Charleston, South Carolina for the full eclipse in 2017 and discovered Pounce, Cat Cafe, adoptable cats, wine and beer. Woo! Perfection. Nicole decided on the spot to ditch her two-decade corporate america hr career and become a certified crazy cat lady what could be better than an amazing experience where humans get cat therapy and help socialize cage-free cats in a supportive enriched environment the journey from concept to creation took more than five years three and a half years were spent building the kitchen cat cave and second floor outdoor catio on adams avenue in north park the grand opening was on august 26 in 2022 and Whiskers and & Wine has helped over 150 shelter cats find new homes in the first year. Nicole, I would like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Stacy. So, a little bit in that bio there, but you're going to have to expand upon how did you become so passionate about cats?
0: Yes, well, I grew up in a family that always had tons of Cats and dogs. And so I've always had an affinity for animals, big and small. When I was a child, I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved animals so much. So it's always been animals have always had a special place in my heart. Um, They've given me cat therapy, dog therapy. uh, They've just done so much for me. And so um, I got to a point after, as you heard of the in the bio, working over 20 years in corporate America HR, which I learned a lot from it. Provided a foundation for me to help build a business, but I was working the 16-hour days and dealing with very uh, a high-stress job. And when we came across Pounce Cat Cafe, I was like, "Wow, this is a this is a thing." And really I'm like, life is too short. You know what? We're going to do this. And so after we saw that, I we started putting the business plan together and it took quite a while to even find a location of where we wanted to build and create it. So several years to get there and three and a half years of building. So we started building right before COVID and then COVID and supply chain issues and all of that fun stuff. But we just opened last year and having these cats provide therapy for humans and just being around them along with our employees and our volunteers, it's just made such an impact, not only like in our neighborhood, but As mentioned, we've adopted over 150 cats that needed to find home. So it's been hugely successful, we weren't sure how it would work. And um, we've also been very lucky because we were able to build out a kitchen and also uh, we have a full liquor license. So that helps also bring people in to have a different type of experience. And we believe we're the only cat cafe in the U.S. that has a full liquor license in restaurants. So it provides a very unique experience for humans and kitties.
1: Yeah, I've spoken to a couple of organizations or folks that have cat cafes and food and cats have really hard time mixing together. You know, your department of health, they don't know what to do about saying, oh, I want to have cats to be able to walk over my cup of coffee, you know, while I'm doing this. So share with us what community you are in and then we should all send an email to the Board of Health and say, thank you so much for allowing this, I guess we should say. But also, what were the uh, hoops that you had to jump through in order to be able to get the, the the cat cafe and the restaurant? I guess in other parts of the country, it's like there's a restaurant here and then you buy it, like you walk around the corner and then you can come in, maybe sit with your drink with the cats, but you can't do it at the same way. So when you were looking at the models, how is that model different for you and then in the town that you're located in, how do you work that out? Yeah, so we're in San Diego County, and um, the restrictions
0: are very, very much intense. I think wherever you're at when it comes to health and safety, um, the food department. And so we did have to build out the space specifically to make sure that we are keeping food where we're cooking, preparing, separate from kitties. So we do have a full, like, as you enter into the Cat Cafe there's an area where you can order your food and drink, um, which is separate from the area where the cat lounge is and the upstairs catio. So we cannot serve in the cat lounge and the upstairs patio, but you can bring your food in. And so that's the choice of the customer. If they want to bring their food in, they can. We have like little covers and we have very specific rules that we go through with all of our guests that come in on, you know, we're not, do not feed the cats. Here's rules on going up and down, how to manage through that because the welfare of the kitties is most important. And we're very strict. So if we find out that you're feeding a kitty, like there's a no tolerance policy like this, you will be kicked out. So um, yeah, it, it was definitely a challenge. But because of how we did the build out, it's safe for the kitties and we pass health inspections. We also have very high filtration systems. So in our main lounge area, we have a little cat cave where the cats go to hide. Like We made sure that the the filtration is very good so that you're not having a lot of cat dander in there and that sort of thing. We wanted it to be very clean. That's really important to us as well for not only the cat's welfare, but also for our guests' experience.
1: You mentioned earlier a business plan, and I field a lot of questions from folks that are interested in doing a cat cafe. Um, It's a pretty hot topic all around the country. What is a business plan? What's entailed in a business plan? And how did your business plan tell you that this was going to be a good project? Great question.
0: And I will tell you, we actually, we had what we thought was a very good business plan in place, right? We did our research on. What are other cat cafes doing? Why are they successful? Why are they not? How many other cat cafes are in our area? And once we started getting into into actually building out the space, it was so many nuances we had no idea about. Um, And so I I would just recommend if there's interest in starting a cat cafe is reaching out to other cat cafe owners. Everyone's very supportive of each other. Um, in the industry. I've You know, I've talked to many other cat cafe owners, but there's so many things you don't know until you're in it. And for us going through all the different licensing and working with the city, it was a lot. And it was even more because we have a full liquor license and the full restaurant that it made it much more difficult than if we were just kind of a cafe with coffee and sandwiches then because and, and most cat cafes are like that so i would say ours was not simple at all and we've learned a lot <laughs> like looking back we're like wow okay this didn't work out or it did for whatever reason it was just it was a really hard process but we're very happy and you know it is doing really well and we're adopting out a lot of kitties and people thought we were just wine and cats in the beginning because of the name but now we're doing much better as far as even like our restaurant side of it with food and flatbread and charcuterie, charcuterie boards.
1: <laughs> we have a lot of puns in our names, like Meowtini. So cute. Very cute. Very cute. What is the uh, cat situation like in San Diego? And, you know, you talked about how your mission is to help save kitties' lives. But we also talked a bit about ensuring that the time that you have the kitties there, that they have a comfortable stay. So expand a little bit on, on that mission and how you feel that that is impacting the cat community in San Diego area.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many animals, especially in California. And, you know, we say right now it's kitten season, right? Um, we're here in, in August, and so there's tons of kitties. But in California especially, there's always cats that need to be rescued. And so we're trying our best working with our partner, so Community Cat Foundation, and um, they also work with other shelters. So we may get other cats from other groups that are trying to support kitties. So there's a a big outreach in the community in general to save as many cats as possible. I mean, right now the Humane Society has thousands of kitties, right? So it's just, there's such a need. And if we can make a small dent in helping save kitties' lives and make people happy and providing them a, a nice, experience transition to their forever home. I mean, that's, to us, that's so meaningful. And it's so great to see the smiles on faces when we can help, you know, support kitties getting adopted.
1: I'm not familiar with the animal welfare sheltering laws in California, but being a cat cafe, are you beholden to like an animal shelter uh, legislation for cat care in, so are you Thought of like a either a shelter or a pet shop because of the cat cafe. How how do they categorize you and how are they how are you inspected?
0: Yeah, so they've categorized us uh, well. One, we are a restaurant, but also what they would call a pet store, and so that's how they inspect us as such. There is a certain point when you have so many kitties that it changes more into the shelter avenue, but because we're generally between 14 and 16 kitties, we're not hitting that that threshold. And our space to us, having the cats have enough space to feel um, happy and healthy, we, we're trying to manage around to that number. And obviously, if we have kittens, there's a little bit more room um, for more kitties, but generally it's around 14 to 16 cats. And we also do, depending upon on the number of kitties that are with us we manage the amount of people that can come in at a time because again we don't want the cats to be overwhelmed um, we have very strict rules on how you interact with cats you don't just go and pick one up right like you sit down and if they're on your lap that's fine but we want to make sure that we're not stressing them out further and that they're having a good experience especially because some of these kitties I mean they have been rescued they were a community cat and they might be a little bit shyer so it takes them more time to adjust so we're very
1: clear on our expectations as customers come into visit i was just going to ask you you know what would you categorize as the best candidate for a cat to be in the cat cafe i mean you know initially i'd be like oh well kittens but no because like kittens can bring disease they can they can bring things that you know for no fault of anybody they're just young ones and they're just they're you know, there's a lot of risky business with kittens. So, is this our cat cafe really best suited for a more adult cat?
0: Yeah, I, we've had younger cats. They're generally five months or older. If they do come in for all the reasons that you just suggested, we want to make sure that they've kind of gone through their quarantine period, have all their shots spayed, neutered, are clear and checked for everything. But we, want all of the other kitties that are so adoptable, right? So we've had adults, we've had a couple of 12-year-old kitties that were relinquished, their brother and sister, and they were adopted. I mean, we've had a three-legged kitty and we have a one eye kitty right now. Um, so we want to help as many cats as possible. So we don't always have kittens. And right now, actually, most of our cats are one year older that we're adopting out.
1: Do you need expert help taming feral kittens for adoption? Watch the taming feral kittens and cats full-length workshop video now available for free on the Urban Cat League YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com and search Urban Cat League to see all of their videos to benefit community cats. Do you want to make things easier on yourself and the others in your organization? Our friends at dubert have teamed up with the dallas pets alive and spay neuter network teams and together they have created the companion case management module it allows you to be more proactive with all your organization's needs create cases for your clients and organize them by type whether it is a rehoming situation a pet parent needing food or medical assistance or simply spay and neuter inquiries. CCM can help you manage all of them right from the Dubert system. Plus a huge bonus, it allows you to connect with those clients right from the case, so there is no need to open up new windows for emails or pull out your phone for text messages. Check it out and learn more at www.dubert.com to get started today. In animal welfare, there's always someone to talk with and learn from. Check in with hundreds of animal welfare colleagues every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern to have your chance at $5,000 just for attending. These 50-minute calls are a collaborative space to share exciting new programs and research, discuss uncomfortable topics, connect with peers in the industry, and more, all while sharing a common goal of preserving the human-animal bond. Go to forum.maddiesfund.org to register now. You can also watch On Demand if you can't make it live. Do you choose the cats or does the nonprofit provide you with the cats? So right now, our nonprofit provides
0: all the kitties. We usually have a conversation if there's like a concern about something or, you know, sometimes a cat comes and we think they're going to be a good fit and they're just, it's not. So we kind of work through that together. Um, But generally, yeah, they provide the kitties to bring over and they kind of understand the what we're looking for. I mean, we want social cats, but also we've had kitties here that were more shy. And now finally, you know, even after a month, they're coming out of what we call the cat cave, which is kind of a little area for them to hide to feel safe. Um, But now we have like Hannah and Sansa who were in the cat cave all the time. And now they're out and they're getting pets from guests. So it's like really amazing to see these cats kind of turn around because they are getting the socialization of volunteers
1: and guests and our employees. So if if I were thinking about starting a uh, cat cafe in my community, either as a nonprofit or as a for-profit organization, either business model is fine. Both require substantial upfront investment or the friends and family plan, or donations, or whatever you know. For a spay neuter clinic, you're talking you know several hundred thousand dollars, two or three hundred thousand dollars for all the equipment and build out, and that's for a pretty small clinic. What would somebody need to raise in order to start a cat cafe? That's a really a really good
0: question. Depending upon what the model looks like and if you're building out, to me, I think one of the key things is. Where is your location and the model? And when I say model is we have the restaurant and the liquor license. And if we didn't have all of that, we probably could have been ready to go in six or eight months. But because of those kind of nuances, it took three and a half years. And so there's no way like to have to lease out like it could be so cost prohibitive. So it's knowing who is your partner What are they going to cover as far as are they going to be providing the spay, neuter, the food, and some of the care for the cats to help partner with? Um, And then the location, and is it a good location based upon where you're at? And also having a social media presence has been so huge for us. Um, We've had several influencers come in, and we had neighbors right around here that were just like, we had no idea, but I saw it on TikTok or I saw it on Instagram. and now. That has made a huge difference for us. So like we're very grateful to have some of some of the influencers come in. It's amazing how
1: marketing has changed over the
0: last 10 Mm -hmm. years.
1: So it sounds like going back to that business plan idea and running. So the numbers for you might be different than somebody else in a different area, but really ensuring that that business plan is as tight as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, th- like I said, it was so hard for us. We ran through so many obstacles we had no idea about. And so if we were ever to start a new one, it would be, look very different in how we approach just because we, we learned. I mean, my my husband is a consumer attorney and I was in HR, so we weren't restauranteers. So there, just even that part of like, now we have to learn how to run a restaurant with a lot to learn. It's been very interesting and uh, very engaging, but it's
1: hard. It's hard. Yeah. So you just uh, you made a loaded statement there, though. You made a very because now you've learned all these things. Yeah. Oh, so is there a thought that there might be more of these? Absolutely. I think it's been
0: fun and I have learned so much. It's hard, like I said. But if if we're able to, I, you know, I think we're almost a year in we could look at another location. Now, would we ever be able to get another liquor license? That's the part that we don't know because we actually applied for the liquor lottery in San Diego and we won. So we're one of a small handful of people that won it where there was multimillion dollar projects downtown that didn't get it and the small mom and pop got it. So it was like a huge win for us. But um, that otherwise it's cost prohibitive to buy a liquor license again and unless you're, Naturally, just wealthy. Um, it's so hard to do. So, to be able to get that again, I don't know. That would—that's the only thing if we want to redo the same model. Mm-hmm. And maybe we don't. You know. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Before we hit the record button, you were talking a little bit about uh, volunteers. What's the role of volunteers in your in your organizations? You're not a five hundred one c three. So, where do volunteers fit in all of this? Yes. One, we're so thankful for our volunteers.
0: I mean, we they are such a huge part of our organization, and we're so grateful for them. So they actually volunteer via our nonprofit, so Community Cap Foundation. And we've had a great group since the beginning. Um, as soon as we started building, we've had people reach out and say, oh, I want to be a part of this. And so we have volunteers that come one or two to three times per day. So usually they come in the morning. Check on kitties, do feeding, litter, just making sure the health, like we do checks on the cats to make sure how are they looking? Are their eyes okay? Like we want to always make sure that the cats are healthy. But like I said, they'll come in one to three times per day before we open, mid-afternoon, and then also in the evening at close. And uh, we try and recognize and support them as much as possible because they do so much for us. So we do volunteer of the month and we give them fun swag and we try and do get togethers and celebrations with our volunteers. And they love coming too because it's a great space. You know, as we were talking before, um, sometimes we love our shelters, but it also can be very difficult to see kitties and cages. And it's sometimes a tough environment to be in. But here at Whiskers and Wine, it's an open concept. So the cats are running around. You get to play with the kitties and stay after you've done your your shift in duties. And so we just, I'm so appreciative of them. They're such a great group.
1: How many people can you have in the um, cafe at a time with the cats? I mean, I think I would assume you do online booking, ordering, you get your ticket, you come in, you're there for two hours, you have to leave. So what's the the cat to human ratio that you have? Yeah. So, I mean, we do have a limit on the building space in general,
0: like with the fire department, right? So we can only have like 23 people at one time. So it that limits us, but it's also not a bad thing. So generally, depending upon how active the kitties are, or if they're shy, we kind of look at, we'd like a one, to, one person to one cat ratio. But if we have a few cats that are shyer, we'll drop down the number because one, we want a good experience for The humans that are coming in but also we don't want to overwhelm the kitties so it's you know like right now we have 16 kitties Um, we just got two two new boys that came in yesterday and so they're still a little shy and adjusting so right now we have it at 12 people and that ensures that you get some fun play time and you know we always take walk-ins too so if we're like okay the kitties seem to be okay we might allow a couple more people in but again the welfare of the kitties, making sure they're not stressed is really important to
1: us. That makes sense. And you talked about that the cat cafe is also for humans, humans, people. It serves as like a therapy, you know, for, for folks. There's therapy. And I don't mean to be mean, but in the sheltering world, we sometimes, when people come in to play with the kitties, we sometimes call it the petting zoo, you know? So like, There's a there's a fine line there where you have people going, oh, I'll just like be here forever and just sort of hang out or this is a place where I can bring my kids every Saturday afternoon or that kind of thing. And then there is the like, oh, I really I need this because I'm a shut in at home. Um, I went to a cat cafe once and there was a gentleman there and he he knew all the cats. He knew everything. And he's like, you know what? I'm home alone. And I come here with, you know, he was like a programmer or something like that. And he worked out of the house. And so he was like, I do this to be my social to come out. Right. And so he was there very frequently. And so I, I would call that therapy for him to get him out of his, his shell and have him come to the cat cafe. But there's it's like they're serving so many different like purposes. How do you stay focused, you know, on on one task or is it just. It's That's just what it is. It's this community center. Yeah, that's a great question. and And I would say
0: it is a community center, but we have tried to d- diversify the experience. So one, um we are 12 years and above. We tried to do the whole um kitty experience, and that didn't really work very well again, for the cat's safety and well-being. it was we didn't have a very good experience, so we've kept it 12 and above. Um, we also know that people like different types of experiences. So we also do cat yoga every Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. So we have great um, teachers that come in. Some of them do like the sound healing and uh, sound bath and the cats seem to love it. So they get super involved. We put a little catnip on the mat, right? So it's a different experience, you can come in, do yoga for an hour and then hang out with kitties for 15 minutes all of our sessions are generally 75 minutes and then we do some like fun events so um we started doing cat bingo so you can win prizes and you know do different types of events like that but we're trying again to get um different groups in the community involved so that everyone can have a good experience and even most recently whiskers and wine marched in pride parade here in San Diego so we're very, very proud to kind of represent and let everyone know that everyone's welcome in our space and Um, it's a safe, safe place for
1: everyone. Excellent. Excellent. So we are approaching Halloween. And so do your kitties dress up on Halloween? Yes. So uh, last
0: Halloween, we had little bat wings and fun decorations and stuff. And some cats like (laughs) some cats like the costumes and some don't. But it was a really fun experience. And, you know, human, a lot of the humans like to dress up. So we had some fun Mm -hmm contest. So it's very exciting that this is going to come out on Halloween because it is one of our favorite holidays at Whiskers and Wine.
1: If uh, folks are interested in finding out more about Whiskers and Wine Bar, how would they do that? Yes, you can find us at
0: whiskersandwinebar.com. That's also our handle. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. We're also on TikTok. And then our website is, again, www.whiskersandwinebar.com. We're in North Park in San Diego on Adams Avenue at 2856 Adams Avenue. And Nicole, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? We hope that if you are in the San Diego area that you would come and join us to meet some new kitties, help socialize them and enjoy some good food and drink with friends. Um, We highly recommend reservations. We tend to fill up very quickly, but walk-ins are always welcome
1: if they're available. available. Nicole, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. I appreciate it. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats.